Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Uh, when I was at IU, it was a class I took as a freshman, 
And I think it was my business law class, uh, but our professor was talking about investing now and how you'd have $5 million if you invested this reasonable amount over the next however many years. And she's making up all the numbers. Yeah, totally. Uh, but it, it stuck with me. That was one of the few, see, the class name didn't even stick, but that stuck. And so I, immediately I started an IRA and a mutual fund and invested money in it regularly. And the... I think it was the third house we bought was my mutual fund. It was a good time. It had doubled and we pulled $42,000 out of it right before everything crashed. And that's, that's, it worked because the money was out and we renovated a house. And, uh, to this day, I still, you know, I have auto deposit money into those accounts and pretend they don't exist. So what happens when you decide you do not want a nine to five career? The idea of sitting behind a cubicle under those horrible fluorescent lights, I don't think anybody looks good under those fluorescent lights. And you decide you want to do something different with your career. You want to take risks. And those risks actually lead you to an amazing HGTV show. That was a clip from today's episode where I sit down with mother-daughter duo Mina and Karen from HGTV's Good Bones. And we're talking all about taking risks and trading in a traditional nine to five. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash CD specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. I have a serious, compulsive obsession with HGTV, (laughs) and I'm hoping that I'm not alone on this, but there's something about watching all of these great HGTV shows, remodeling your house, even buying a new house, buying a house that is dilapidated and looks horrible, and then the transformation process that just magically happens in an hour episode – There's something very infectious about it to me, and I have been known to put on that channel and watch shows over and over and over again, shows where I have already watched that episode for hours and hours and hours. It's really a terrible addiction, but I was so excited. We recently went back to Indianapolis, which is my hometown. I was born in Indianapolis. I only lived there for a couple of years before we moved to Texas, but Indianapolis, Indiana is definitely in my blood. It's in my DNA. I feel this connection when I go back there. And I've never felt a connection like I felt on our recent trip back to the city. And it spurred on actually two episodes for the podcast. This one where I chat with Mina and Karen all about their show and another episode that's going to be coming up in the upcoming weeks where we talked to some really cool millennials that are changing the direction of Indianapolis. It is like this super funky, cool town now with 
I, I, I can't even describe it. We went to this restaurant and we were sitting in this restaurant and I looked around and I said to Jeff, like, we could be anywhere. We could be in Nashville or in Los Angeles or New York. Nobody looked the quintessential Midwest look that everybody looked that way when I was in college, when I went to Indiana University. So it was super, super refreshing. And it was it was just funky. It was a funky town. It was, there were funky restaurants, funky people, funky stores, all of the sports, the restaurants were amazing. It just, it literally blew my mind. So when we were on this trip, I knew I wanted to sit down with Karen and Mina because I love their show and I love their attitude towards life towards laughing, having fun. And you'll see from the interview I chatted with them, we literally are in a coffee shop in Indianapolis and we cannot stop laughing. <laughs> Most of the interview is is filled up with laughter. The people that you see on the show on Good Bones, those are who they are in real life. So it was really refreshing to see that, that there wasn't a different dimension to them. But I love their story. You know, Mina decided that she did not want a nine to five career after she graduated college. And she thought, hey, I've got some cash. Why not invest in flipping houses and wrangled her mom, who is an attorney, into helping her. And this was over 10 years ago. They bought their first house. They started uh, renovating really these neighborhoods in Indianapolis that were untouched that people didn't want to move into in the downtown area. And now these neighborhoods are where people want to move because there is so much happening in these neighborhoods. But I love that they talk about taking risks. I mean, they had no idea that an HGTV show was going to come out of all of this. In fact, when HGTV called Mina, she thought, okay, this is a scam. This cannot be right. I'm not even going to call this person back. This is crazy. And of course she did. And we all know what happened from there. They're in their upcoming fourth season. They just finished filming. And I mean, they've created an empire for themselves. They're out talking at a lot of events. You know, their business is booming, which you would expect. But they just, they love what they do. They love taking these houses in these neighborhoods that other people would just drive past and bring them back to life. So it's just it's such an amazing story, and I had so much fun hanging out with these ladies. I felt like we were friends for life. Maybe it was that Midwest connection. I don't know, but I hope that what you take away from today's episode is not that you should just trade in your career and go out and follow your dreams, but sometimes taking risks can lead to something amazing that you cannot even foresee at the beginning, but you have a passion, you have a skill, you know you can tackle something. I'm just a huge fan of like, why don't we just give this stuff a try? You never know what could happen. Not all of us are going to get HGTV shows, of course, but the point is not the show. The point is sometimes you got to take risks. Sometimes they pay off in amazing ways. Sometimes they don't. But a lot of times those risks are worth an investment. They're worth trying something out, seeing if it works and seeing if you can create a career around a risk, and maybe it just leads to something that is beyond what you can even imagine. All right, so Mina, I was doing a little research on you and kind of how all this came about, and I loved reading your story that one day you just decided, like, I don't want to do this 9 to 5 thing anymore. I'm going to buy a house, and... I'm I, in all fairness, I never started the nine to five thing. Well, that's, I had already that's known, awesome. <laughs> known I didn't want to do it when I was in college. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of what happened. I was a little aimless in uh, what I wanted to do. And that was a seemed like a good, responsible, grown-up thing. So I hustled mom into co-signing on a loan for me, and that's what we did. How did you, you just? How did you find the house? Like to start, like so many people are like, how do I even find a? I, I feel like uh, we both had very little information about the real estate market at that time, and I, it was a HUD house, and we had the most wild realtor. Uh, sh- you, mom's looking at me confused. <laughs> No, it wasn't Patty. It was this very like made up uh, character looking gal. Yes, with the big hair. And I have no idea. The blue eyeshadow. Yes, I remember her. I have no idea how we found her. But we found this HUD house that was $37,000 um, and figured out we did a construction loan, a 203K construction loan. And uh, I think the all in was around 140000 and it was in a very, very, very rough neighborhood in Indy. Transitional. It's a transitional, transitional. neighborhood. <laughs> there were good neighborhoods on either side of it, north, south, east, and west, and there's this pocket. There was? Yes. I always thought north and west, but... No, south is old north side. But old north side wasn't the old north side then. Yeah, Randy's house? No, Randy's house isn't the old north side. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there were good neighborhoods around it. And that that was my thought process is the neighborhoods are going to come up. Right. And then it's going to be okay. Yeah. So we bought we bought that and there was a very nice drug dealer across the street. And you must have one of those, right? It, yes. Uh, we were installing hardwood flooring one day and there was literally a SWAT raid across the street. Like, you know, full armor, truck, shields, get down. And they raided the wrong house. We're like, that is not where the drugs are, silly guys. Um, But that was a house. We could afford it. And I was going to be there long enough that the neighborhood would have time to come up. And I got, it was a five bedroom. I had roommates the whole time I lived there that paid the mortgage. um, And then some. Mom was my roommate for a little bit. Um, But you had no idea really what you were doing, right? Like, is it true that you watched YouTube videos to figure out some of this? Uh, We, I think we have like a general, we're not dum-dums. Of course not. But yes, like the, when the flooring came, we read the instructions with like the, with the nail, we didn't get a pneumatic nail gun because we're cheap. We got a manual, read the instructions, figured it out. Um, With tile, yeah, like watch some videos online, figured it out. That's and we messed up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Tile comes with instructions. Yeah. Tells you what size trowel you need and what size what kind of adhesive you need and you just follow the instructions. It's not complicated. I think for some people it is very complicated, but it can be. Yes. And you want your grout lines not crappy. Yeah. So but you they they make these little things, spacers that will give you perfect <laughs> grout lines every time. So it's not a complicated endeavor. It's you not. just gotta follow the follow the follow the instructions, right? Right. Which no one likes. I get it. Yeah. I don't like reading instructions either. Maybe that's more of a man thing than a woman thing. Like, oh god, yeah. My husband actually. We've assembled some things together, and I think regularly he gets annoyed that I don't read the instructions. So maybe it's a little backwards there. Yeah, my husband also gets very annoyed that I do not read the yeah, instructions. Can figure it out at this point. Yeah, like this is looks this IKEA furniture. This looks obvious. Right. I can it do looks this. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah, and then I put it together backwards. Yeah. Right. So what about like the the design influence? Like, how did you, you know, come up with? 
how you wanted to design, you know, put everything together in these, in these houses? Is it, is each one you do like a different, you know, experience? Want to get in shape for the holiday season, but you have no idea where to start. I've been using Beachbody On Demand because I really wanted to be able to work out at home or when I travel, but I also really wanted to have access to workouts at any time during the day from my computer, my phone, or really any other device. And of course, something that was affordable where I didn't have to go out and buy a ton of extra equipment. I've been doing the 21-day fix with Autumn and I love it. I'm getting in shape, I have a ton more energy, and I just love the challenge. And you may have heard of some of the Beachbody brands like P90X, Insanity, 3-Week Yoga Retreat, which is also a personal favorite of mine to de-stress every day. They have workouts for every level, and they range from 10 minutes to over an hour. So you don't need to work out for an hour every day just to see results. You have so many different options. And it's not just the workouts. Beachbody has a ton of nutritional content and workout guides. So it's really my one-stop shop for health and fitness goals. And I'd love for you to try Beachbody and see for yourself, get your body in shape for the upcoming holiday season. Right now, my listeners can get a special free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks when you text my money, that's M-Y-M-O-N-E-Y, to 303030. You'll get a full access to the entire platform for free, all the workouts, the nutritional information, the results plan to get you super fast results and support totally free. Again, just text my money to 303030. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. 
Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. 
Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. I think we definitely have a style. Yeah, I like to think of our house design like a haiku. So a haiku has a, a structure that you have to follow. So it forces your creativity to follow a format. And every house we buy has a structure that we have to follow. We have to work within that. It's very rare that we buy a house that needs to be totally demolished. So within that structure, within that footprint, Mina figures out how do we make space for the way people live today? Where's the kitchen? Where's the living room? Can we fit in a dining room? Where are the bedrooms? Where's the public bathroom? And you try to create a flow that makes sense for how people live. You don't want your public bathroom in the dining room if you can avoid it. Sometimes that's the only place it fits. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of how Yeah, I mean, and as far as design, Mom and I both have very different personal styles. But uh, all that's of... Decorative. Yeah, but I mean, even like tile, countertops, like those kind of things, like the pretty things we put in. Everything has like a two chicks spin on it. Like we really like boho kind of look, sure. but it's just a little bit different. And even when we do something that's more uh, like we've had a couple more Victorian looking houses, they still have this little twist on them that most people that are familiar with our style would know like, okay, yeah, that's, they did this house that's and this house. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. That makes sense. And Karen, you were or are an attorney. Right. I am still you an attorney. Are still I'm attorney. still licensed. Right yeah, I decided I'm just going to keep that license for a while. This this TV thing doesn't work out. <laughs> right? You worked hard to get it. So, like, what are some elements of your of your personality or, like, what you brought to law that you also bring into this business? Um, here, I'll do that for a sec. Uh, I think, so, when I was in private practice and when I worked as a deputy prosecutor, I tended to meet people on the worst day of their life. They've been assaulted somehow, and I'm going to prosecute the case, and they have to find a way to heal. Or they've committed a crime, and they have to find a way to heal because they've done a really bad thing. And that doesn't feel good even to the people who do it. And when we meet our houses, that's the day we meet them, is it's ah. their really, really bad day. And we're going to be with them through the transformation, and it's going to hurt. It's going to feel like crap. Uh, but when you're done, it's going to be better. Wow. And I feel like houses have... No, that, that's, that's pretty... I mean, I can, that's awesome. I can see that. No, I, I, my, my job in life is to make the world a better place. And you do that by helping people yeah. or houses get to a better place. And when we change a house, we change a neighborhood. People look at their neighborhood differently because someone else cares about your neighborhood now and they're investing money and they're making it better. And, and you, your, our neighbor, you love your house and you want your neighborhood to be good. So it makes you feel happy. So there's this flow that occurs. And I always lecture all of our employees about how I know you're doing demolition, but I don't want you to be angry about it. You need to bring good energy to this because you're leaving this energy behind in the house. And we have felt even Mina who doesn't, believe in any of this juju crazy hippie stuff <laughs> has felt this in a house where she recognized this is bad this is really bad and scary normally our houses are just empty they're just so sad yeah <laughs> but i i love that though because i think you do walk in like some houses and it feels happy or like there's a essence about a house yeah well and there's definitely the ones that are kind of tragic in the beginning at 
some point through the process, you can tell when it's like made the shift. Um, I like that day. Mm -hmm. It tends to be when the drywall goes up. Yeah. It's like it has pants back on again. It's not naked. There was only one house that was bad, bad. Like, because I am not very, like, in touch with other things, emotion, none of that shenanigans. (laughs) But um, we went into one house, and it was weird back. Like, you walked into the back bedroom, and I felt like like a top, like something spun me. And I was like, this is weird. I don't know what's happening. Mom, I think, thought it was, like, an evil vortex, and she saged it. Um, it was it was <laughs> very was strange. Oils. There was a lot of prayers. I don't know. I don't know if it worked yeah. or not. But we've had no complaints. So I think right. No, made. the homeowners there love it. So I think we got rid of the evil vortex. And is like every house different? Does it go through that stage where you walk in and it's you know not a great house? And then do you have a moment where even like it surprises you? Like it starts to come together and it's it's like a different. Not like vision, but maybe just like it gives you like a feeling each time. That I, I mean, definitely. I think um, it starts to like feel better. Like mom said, once the drywall goes up. But once you start putting the pieces back into it that are going to create the feel of the home that someone's going to be attracted to and love, like the cabinets go in, the countertops, when the countertops go in, when it like, I, I guess it starts to get its new identity. Uh, yeah. That's kind yeah. of when it feels that way. And I'm sure I'm just projecting my feelings onto the house, but I like believing that it's the house's feelings. That just makes me happier. <laughs> Did you ever read the book, uh, Life of Pi? Yeah, sure. Okay. So what you believe is real. And why not believe the really nice, wonderful thing? Why not? So that's what I do. I believe the nice, wonderful thing. As Mina's over here, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever, as long as it works out financially. <laughs> right. Yeah. As long as the numbers look good. At yeah. The end. So how long into the process were you before HGTV came calling and how did that, how did that all happen? So we started, we, uh, got her first house and my first house in, uh, 2007, beginning in 2008 and we're, oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So we've been doing this for 10 years. Yes. 10 years. Um, and about four years ago, the very beginnings of the show started. So I got, um, a phone call because we had a Facebook page. It was very tragic. It was like my home address, (laughs) my cell phone number. Cause there was like three realtors in Fountain Square that, that followed it and had buyers that wanted to buy our houses. Um, and this gal called and was asking a bunch of questions about the business. And I got kind of, uh, I, I, I was unsure what was going on because we'd have people kind of take advantage of yeah. giving away our knowledge before. So I called mom and I'm like, this sounds shady. I don't know what this lady wants. Um, but I was telling this story the other day about how it sounded shady at the beginning. And now that we're filming season four, it doesn't feel that shady anymore. Like, it feels okay now. It feels <laughs> legit. Yeah. But she, uh, it was a talent scout with High Noon and they're a, a pretty legit production yeah. company. They're pretty big. They do Fixer Upper and Cake Boss and all kinds of stuff. And she just found our Facebook page and was like, oh. She was looking for, they'd work with two lesbian contractors like a decade ago and she was trying to find them Replicate. and whatever she Googled, she found two chicks in a hammer. 
We are not lesbians. Yes. Um, but she was like, they're in. The money's right. Yeah, I'll they're. <laughs> not with each other. No. Nope. She did change her diapers, so, you know. Yeah. You guys know it was really exciting. This is totally oversharing. Um, wearing regular undergarments today instead of diapers post-pregnancy. Because that's a real thing that's people don't talk day, about. Right? That's a real thing. So it's an exciting day. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, so the talent yeah. scout. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you know, do you guys want to try to make a TV show? Sent us a flip cam and we just filmed ourselves in the city for a couple weeks. Sent that back. Um, they took that footage and pulled stuff from Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and put it to some like Jack Johnson song and made this little six minute clip that they used to pitch to HGTV, right. who picked us up to film a pilot. Somehow we did that. Well, and they've managed our expectations the entire way. When we got the phone call, we were told no one's ever going to call you back. And we got the flip can. We were told no one's ever going to give a crap about this. And when we right. did the Skype interview, we were told this doesn't matter. Nobody cares. And when we did the pilot, they're like, N- nothing's ever going to happen. We got a season one. Don't worry. This means nothing. Season two means nothing. It's like one in every 6,000 pilots or something. something. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. So the, the statistics, statistics are against yeah. us. Right. So I still am not excited. Right. They've managed my expectations. People say, are you excited? No. No, they told me not to get excited, and so I didn't. I didn't. We go to work tomorrow. We're good. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. But the cool thing is you still have a thriving business with or without the show, which I think is is great. You know, you're not just hinged on on that. Yeah, and I think a lot of the the show dynamic is kind of changing more to be, in general, about real businesses versus just like a host kind of thing. But there still are a lot of shows that they just, you know, pop a host in on. And those people, as soon as the show's over, like, you got to find another job. There's not a right. business you're yeah. kind of continuing to manage. So, so yeah, we're we're good either way. We're yeah. going to ride the ride, ride it, yeah. till it's over and then go back to doing what we do in Indy. What do you think is, you know, I mean, obviously people are so tuned into, like, HGTV these days. I mean, obviously Fixer Up or led this kind of like revolution of you know and everybody wants their house now you know like HGTV style like what do you think it is that people are really like catching on with all these shows well first of all I have to disagree with your premise because the houses we buy are ones that people don't watch HGTV and they're not aspirational and they've not tried to make their houses look like those (laughs) they're very anti not everyone there is definitely a significant demographic of people who care deeply about their home environment. Uh, and what makes people feel that way? I don't know. What makes you feel that way? What makes yeah, you I care mean, about home? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is. It's, it's to me a, a resemblance, if you will, of like who I am at the core. Like you mm-hmm. want a space that you walk into that feels that. And I know? think with, it's, it's kind of good and bad. I think with the huge growth in HGTV, it's made it look very easy to achieve. And some right. of the things totally are, like painting your walls the color that represents you. Um, but like our if show, you're good at painting. if you're good at painting, right. you're bad at painting, it's not easy. <laughs> but our show is 42 minutes of actual content and it's about six months of filming. So I think sometimes it oversimplifies it for people. And that's why there's you're now like, shows called First Time Flippers because they just go tragically wrong. But I think there's that middle ground where it's inspirational enough and there are things that are 
achievable by, you know, people who aren't in the business that can make their homes really personalized to them. And I think there's just a lot of other shit that's not pleasant and fun going on. So, yeah. like, HGTV is always inspiring yeah. and... Um, there's it's, like a connection yeah. too that you feel to the people that are yeah. on there. And a lot of people tell us it's the only show they can watch with their kids. Yeah. It's awesome. I never never thought this would be the case, but at a lot of our speaking engagements and home shows, we'll get dads and like their 12-year-old daughter or moms and their like literally 5-year-old son. We got a message and this 5-year-old is just like knows all our sayings and knows every episode like by the episode number. Um, and I think that's just really cool because I didn't watch like Power Rangers with my parents when I was little. I just sat in front of the TV and watched Power Rangers. Right. So it's cool that it kind of spans generations. And I know you have also a, a, a not a thing, but I mean, you want your show to be no BS, no, you know, to really show what's really going on. And that's unlike a lot of like. The fabricated shows. And that's a challenge because TV wants to be imaginary. It wants to be. It wants dramatic, to be, right? Right. They want it to be dramatic and predictable. Tell the story about the roof falling off. The person falling off. Oh, um, so when we were scouting houses with some of the talent people for the pilot, we were going to drive them around and say, these are the four we have. You can kind of pick which one you think is going to be the best. Um, and we were having the conversation with them about how we don't want ours to be fake. Like, if we're doing something, we want to be doing it because we know how to do it. Um, we don't want to, like, swing a sledgehammer and walk away. So yeah. we actually do the whole first day of demo. Um, and going through all this, we don't need to fake the drama with them. I get a call from my contractor on a house we're working on that's actually supposed to close in 10 days. Shocking. We're behind. And calls me over because the door order has just come in. Again, we're supposed to close in 10 days. Uh, and it's all wrong. So we go over. It's like 20 doors that aren't just like slightly wrong. They're like the six panel wood grain, really wrong. And while we're there trying to figure out how we can get them reordered quickly, one of the gentlemen painting, uh, standing on the first floor, painting the second floor portion of the building, is just walking sideways, painting, 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 falls off the side of the roof into a hole that's been dug for the crawl access on the side of the house. We have to call an ambulance. And I was like, see? See, right. we don't ever have to fake anything. Right. This happens, happens. daily. Yeah. Um, well, people don't fall off roofs daily. But no. things Those happen. kind of things. Yeah. yeah. They, they tried to um, create some drama by shoving a plastic Christmas snowman up into a uh, <laughs> false ceiling, a drop ceiling. So they move the tile aside, put the snowman up there, put the tile back, and then they prop it with a rug. And Mina's going to have to push the rug out of the way, and the snowman's supposed to fall. Well, we go in the house. She pushes the rug out of the way. We don't know the snowman's there. Nothing happens. But we go down to the cellar, and the house is being held up with a car scissor jack. <laughs> well, let's get out of the cellar now. This is a bad. This is bad. This right. is real problem. That's your commercial out, not yeah. the snowman. Not right. the snowman. We go outside, and we're doing that little interview thing, and the cameraman's inside doing more stuff, and the snowman falls on the cameraman. It's this, like, yell. <laughs> <laughs> Like, see, this is so why we're don't do this. Don't do this. We, there's real problems in this house that you don't need to put snowmen in the ceiling. And is that the house where you found the guitar in the ceiling? Yes. We were doing demo and pulled down a chunk of drop ceiling, and this beat up guitar case falls out. And mom always finds treasure. I did air quotes there you if you didn't see them. Um, but uh, it may not be treasure to some people. So this falls out of the ceiling, and it looks like 
just a, a crappy guitar case. And we open it, and it's this beautiful, like, tiger wood. Wow. I mean, in amazing just shoved up in the ceiling. And- yeah, and whoever had ransacked the house didn't look in the drop ceilings because there was nothing there. My guess is that someone who had lived there had put the gar- guitar there for safety and thought they would come back for it. And then there were tons of squatters who never look in the ceiling. So it was still there. Right. So, yeah. So every every house has a different story yeah. and some interesting something yes, that, that definitely its own unique drama that comes. That comes I have with a garage it. full of things. <laughs> There's a warehouse full of things. Tre- treasures, <laughs> treasures, air quote treasures. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Millennial Money. We'll be back on Tuesday with a fresh episode for you to check out. In the meantime, if you love this podcast, love this episode, and have found value in the content we share with you. I totally appreciate it. If you do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I promise to be your BFF for life.